Howard Stern provides a case study on how to avoid the consequences of your own vile public behavior through left-wing pandering. Joe Biden heads to the UN and mumbles incoherently. And Vladimir Zelensky pushes for more aid and cooperation on climate change. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Do you like your web history being seen and sold to advertisers? No? Me neither. Get ExpressVPN right now at expressvpn.com slash Ben. So the rule is in our media and in our international politics, as it turns out, that if you mirror the priorities of the left, then you can pretty much do whatever you want so long as you're not caught on camera doing it. Any other thing, you're pretty much okay. The reason I say this is because if you look at the disparate consequences for public figures ranging from, say, Russell Brand on the one hand to to somebody like Howard Stern on the other the public consequences are quite disparate. I'm going to use Russell Brand as an example here for just a second. So I've talked about Russell Brand at length this week. Russell, of course, has been accused now by four separate women of actions ranging from sexual assault to rape to sexual harassment. And whether those allegations are true or not, I don't know. One thing I do know is that at this moment, they're just allegations. There's been no actual criminal indictment brought against him. He's certainly not been convicted of anything. But YouTube has now suspended Russell Brand for making any money on the platform on Tuesday, days after that report broke from Channel 4 and BBC. And these are outlets that used to pay Russell Brand while he was in the midst of his most flagrantly vile behavior. And as I pointed out the other day, there is some irony to the fact or something curious to the fact about that, that Russell Brand, when he was at his most vile, was being paid by all the same media outlets that are now investigating him when he's married and has a couple kids and is preaching heterodox political opinions. When it comes to YouTube, Brand's channel with 6.6 million subscribers, according to Daily Wire, has now been suspended from monetization following serious allegations against the creator, according to YouTube. Again, this is a very strange standard that YouTube is now purveying. So if there are serious allegations made against you of any sort, I suppose now all of your videos just immediately get demonetized, which is going to be very bad news for half the rappers on the block, as well as a significant number of actors. I mean, seriously, there are these allegations out there about an enormous number of public figures if, if the new standard is an allegation is tantamount to a conviction in the court of public opinion, and an allegation alone is sufficient to have your ability to monetize your videos removed from you by YouTube, that is a horrible standard. You have now created a massive incentive structure for people who make allegations against people, true or false, in order to destroy their careers. Now, again, I'm not saying that the women who are coming out and saying this stuff about brand are lying. I don't know whether they are or not. But what I do know at this point is that YouTube, I, I don't know how they could possibly uphold such a standard, that a public allegation comes out that's ugly about somebody and they immediately demonetize everything having to do with Russell Brand. Now, does that have something to do with the fact that Russell Brand is, again, a heterodox political thinker, somebody who says things about, for example, COVID that YouTube doesn't like very much, somebody who says stuff about Joe Biden that YouTube might not like very much? These sorts of standards are certainly not going to be evenly applied. Obviously, they're not going to be evenly applied. And, and this is what brings me to Howard Stern. So Howard Stern has been making headlines the last couple of days by pushing very loudly to the left. Now, Howard Stern spent pretty much my entire life, from the time I was a teenager on, being one of the most famous people in America, being an absolute deviant, I mean, a, a, a degraded person beyond all measure. Just to remind you who Howard Stern is, the kinds of behavior that Howard Stern has regularly engaged in publicly throughout his career are disgusting. I mean, they are disreputable. They are vile toward women and all the rest. Just, just to remind you, here was, here's a compilation of Howard Stern's randomly disgusting comments to just female guests on his show. 
You wearing panties? Mm-hmm. What do you wear, a thong or... Uh, mm-hmm. You oh, do? Yeah. How you looking at? I don't know. You know how you look. I don't look. know what day. That's right. <laughs> you say something. First of all, your breasts are incredible. No, are they they're not. They're really not. They're, no, they're normal, but when, thank when you. When you walk down you the You have stage. some people on here with incredible <laughs> breasts. <laughs> when she starts doing that moaning, that uh-uh, what's going through your head when you do Sex. that? Uh-uh. <laughs> 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 oh, I can see now. Yeah, and then I can see why you're moaning. Ooh, yeah, you got a nice stomach. Well, that's what I dig. Okay, so I wasn't going to pander that hard. No, that's fine what you're wearing. Panic is my own decision. Wait, just stand there for a second. Let me look at you. Body's hot. This is some of the milder stuff that Howard Stern said on his show for years and years and years and years. I mean, this is a person who literally had women into his studio to sit on vibrators so that he could record their reactions and blast it out to millions of people in his audience. He's one of the most vile people in public life for decades on end. But now Howard Stern is apparently one of our moral exemplars. So over the last couple of days, for example, he uh, has ripped into Lauren Boebert. Now, Lauren Boebert engaged in what I think is disgusting behavior. Right? We, we talked about it and I made fun of her on the program because it's just insane to go with your boyfriend to a showing of Beetlejuice and then get handsy with your boyfriend while vaping and then to yell at people who do you know who I am when you're when you're removed from the venue is really gross behavior. But you know, who doesn't have a leg to stand on talking about gross public behavior is Howard Stern. But Howard Stern apparently has no he has no compunction about doing any of this now. He didn't have the same reaction when it was Bill Clinton in the Oval Office, you know, receiving favors from Monica Lewinsky, I, I remember. But but here is a, here is Howard Stern getting very upset about Lauren Boebert. Suddenly he is uh, on my side of the of the aisle when it comes to apparent prudery. Lauren Boebert is a disgrace to this country, it, not because of the, the video. You are 100 percent right. Forget the politics. She's in a uh, dress. If you saw the video, she's in a dress. She's with some dude. Looks like she's. You know, obviously vaping, but also looks like she might be grabbing his penis during uh, Beetlejuice. She was wearing a tight dress. Uh, I, I've seen porn stars wear more. When I watch that tape, I go, God, she must be so much fun to. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's, she's a hot girlfriend. But, you know, did we need her in Congress? Did you notice that when he reached? We need her in a strip booth? club and we need her to give lap dances and we need her to play with guys. Okay, that, that is Howard Stern. Right. Again. Now, now, we don't need her in Congress. She's a disgrace to Congress, says Howard Stern. Now, how, how is Howard Stern able to get away with all this stuff? Because, again, he mirrors the political priorities of the left. You mean as gross as you want to be, so long as you mirror the political priorities of the left. We'll get to more on this in a moment. First, Vladimir Putin has called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa have formally agreed to use local currencies in trade instead of the United States dollar. Is that the first shoe to fall? I don't know, but one thing I do know is that it is smart to diversify. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. I buy gold from Birch Gold. I trust them to help me diversify my savings. You can protect your IRA or 401k by diversifying with gold from Birch Gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currencies, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text Ben to 989898. They'll send you a free info kit on gold. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews. I trust Birch Gold to help you diversify into gold. If a central bank digital currency would become a reality, well, it'd be nice to have some gold to depend upon. Again, text Ben to 989898. I don't like having all of my assets subject to the whims of central bankers. You probably shouldn't either. Text Ben to 989898. Ask all your questions to my friend at Birch Gold and then get started investing in precious metals. 
We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, let's say you were a duke of an intergalactic house, and one day your emperor decided to give you an additional desert planet to rule. Well, you'd probably think, that sounds like an amazing gift. Wrong you are, because that same emperor decided to blindside you and murder you in your sleep. Pretty sure Duke Leto really wished he had some life insurance the moment that hunter-seeker pierced his body. No one likes to talk about life insurance, but it's incredibly important, and you need to include it in your financial planning this year. Start shopping now at Policy Genius. Find the right policy to protect your family today. Give yourself the peace of mind that comes with knowing that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover all their expenses while getting back on their feet. Policy Genius's technology makes comparing life insurance quotes from America's top insurers easy. Just a few clicks. You already have a life insurance policy through work, but that might not be enough. And if you move jobs, then it doesn't follow you. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies starting at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars in coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. When they make it this easy, there really is not an excuse not to do it. Save time, money, provide your family with financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head on over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro or click that link in the description. Get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. All righty, so back to Howard Stern. Again, Howard Stern has discovered the magic elixir that wipes away all of your past and present sins. And that is be far enough to the left. So Howard Stern in the last couple of months, he's getting more and more to the left. Here he was just a little while ago, a couple months ago going after Kid Rock and Travis Tritt, claiming that they are transphobic for pointing out that, for example, Dylan Mulvaney is uh, not a woman. I wish I could call Kid Rock and have him come on the show and just tell me, what is it, you, why are you so upset about this? Like, how is it hurtful? I'm really dumbfounded by why someone would care so much that they would blow up a can of, of Bud Light and say, f*** Anheuser-Busch. I don't get it. Now, again, remember that because Howard Stern is the kind of person who pays homage to our secular religious priesthood, this means that he can get away with pretty much anything. I mean, here he is committing sacrifices to the secular religious priesthood, the, the great sacrifice of all, which is to suggest that you should get as many booster shots as humanly possible. Here is Howard Stern literally yesterday talking about how he is now woke. Uh, he, he's a woke guy, says Howard Stern. I get every f vaccine. Out. Good. And, and for those of you who think the government's trying to kill you or implant chips. Or go they're ahead chipping with your... you. I don't yeah. know why they're chipping you. Go for those conspiracies. But I am woke, mother and I love it. I want to be awake. I want to read legitimate news sources. Here's uh, how woke I am. I believe the election was not rigged. Okay, again, he's saying all the nostrums that everybody on the left really wants to hear. And that means that it's fine for him to do all this stuff. So why is this important? Why is this sort of stuff important? Because when you have an immunized class of people, a class of people who are immunized by their association with certain left-wing causes, first of all, it incentivizes bad behavior by those people. But second of all, it also creates this massive double standard where if you are heterodox, you can expect to be targeted. But if you are orthodox in your practice of leftism, well, then you can expect that you're going to be given an enormous amount of breathing room. And everybody understands this, that the secular left priesthood that now prevails in the media, in Hollywood, when it, when it comes to our government, that secular left priesthood gets to decide who are the favored and who are the disfavored. So to take this to the international level, there's something sort of fascinating happening with the Ukraine war. And I'm not talking about the actual on the ground fighting. I'm talking about the perception of Ukraine in the Ukraine war. So one of the things that started pretty early in the Ukraine versus Russia war is this bizarre left white split that didn't seem to mirror reality at the beginning. At the very beginning, there's a lot of talk on the right about how Russia was in a religious state where Ukraine was irreligious. Well, by all available polling, the opposite was true. Far more people in Ukraine go to church on average than, than people in Russia. They go to church far more frequently. Ukraine is a far more socially conservative country 
than Russia in a lot of ways, despite Vladimir Putin's attempts to be more socially conservative from the top down. It's a far more secular, atheistic state is Russia than Ukraine. But the presumption on the part of Americans was the opposite. For, for a lot of Americans, Ukraine, because it was immediately adopted by the Democratic Party and because Joe Biden decided to make it his sort of cause on the international stage, immediately the assumption was on the left that Ukraine had to be some sort of San Francisco on the Volga, which is absurd. I mean, that, that, that it's not true. But very quickly, you know what Ukraine learned? What Ukraine learned is that they actually were, were able to get left-wing support by pandering exactly to this. It's a truly astonishing thing. So, for example, Vladimir Zelensky, he goes to the UN and he's trying to make a pitch for further funding. And he makes the usual pitch. He starts off by talking about how Russia is going to cross NATO's borders and it's, a, it's going to engage in mass destruction. This is exactly what you would expect to hear from a country that is in the middle of a war. But then he moves beyond that. So here, here's Zelensky's original pitch, which is that it's really all about Russia and the battle between Russia and Ukraine for territorial integrity and the rest. Terrorists have no right to hold nuclear weapons. No right. But truly, not the nukes are the scariest now. While nukes remain in place, the mass destruction is gaining its momentum. The aggressor is weaponizing many other things and those things are used not only against our country, but against all of yours as well. Okay, so you can agree with this case, you can disagree with this case. But Zelensky then spent an enormous amount of his speech not talking about the war that has killed hundreds of thousands of people in Ukraine. Instead, he spent an enormous amount of his speech talking about climate change. I have a question. Do you think the people of Ukraine give a good bleep about climate change at this point? Right now, they have bombs falling in their cities. They're in the midst of the biggest continental war in Europe since World War II. And Vladimir Zelensky is over the gun talking about climate change. Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Because if you talk about climate change, then this gives you, this is like the golden ticket to left-wing money. It's what earns you support from the left. If you talk about their favored topics, the same way that Howard Stern buys a dispensation, a left-wing papal dispensation, by talking left-wing talk, Vladimir Zelensky has realized that he can do the exact same thing. That the, the bizarre split between right and left over the assumed politics of Russia versus Ukraine, if he actually plays into that, he can get Joe Biden to sign him more cash and get the left-wing media to support him in a higher order. This presumably is why Zelensky is talking about climate change. Here was Zelensky lecturing the world about climate change, which again is super weird. Even though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives, this means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. What exactly, what in the world is he jabbering about? Why is he even talking? Well, the reason he's talking about this is because this is the admission price. The only part of the club, the admission price is you talk about their favorite issues. He did it more. He talked about how people were going to use climate as a weapon. Thank God people haven't learned to use climate as a weapon, says Vladimir Zelensky. What the hell does this have to do? with the price of a missile in Ukraine. The artificial intelligence could be trained to combat well before it would learn to help the humanity. Thank God people have not yet learned to use climate as a weapon. I mean, presumably, this is also the reason why Ukraine is now trotting out a spokesperson for the military who is a transgender woman. I'm not kidding you. 
Okay, now, same-sex marriage in Ukraine is not legal, okay? Ukraine is not a left-wing country. The simple fact of the matter is that it is a culturally right-wing country. In a 2010 European study, for example, only 28% of Ukrainians poll believe that LGBTQ individuals should live freely and however they like. That was the lowest number of all European countries polled, except for Russia. Russia is the only other one that has lower numbers. The, the notion that this is like a wildly left-wing place is ridiculous. It is not a wildly left-wing place by, by any stretch of the imagination. But they understand that if they want buy-in from the left, they're going to have to pretend that they're a left-wing place. Presumably, this is why they are currently trotting out Sarah Ashton Cirillo, a trans woman from Nevada who came to Ukraine in March 2022 and has now become a spokesperson for the country's territorial defense force. Last week, according to France 24, Russian television showed an hour-long special calling Ashton Cirillo a terrible disgrace to the Ukrainian people and a monster. 19 months in, she's a junior sergeant and hosts live YouTube shows, says France 24, from her studio called Ukraine in the Know and Russia Hates the Truth. Ashton Cirillo does not even speak Ukrainian. Her role includes monitoring international media. By the way, these are obviously France 24's pronouns. This is a dude. In August, she announced a boycott of CNN after they called foreign fighters in Ukraine mercenaries. Okay, so this is what Ukraine is doing. Ukraine, as a propaganda ploy, is playing to the left, which is what they have to do because the United States has now established a baseline standard, which is mirror the priorities of the left or you will be excised, or at least you'll be at risk of being excised. Get to more on this momentarily first. You know what I'm missing right now? My Helix Sleep Mattress. I'll be honest with you. You can see I'm here in amazing Jerusalem during the Jewish holidays. The thing that I bring my family over here, it means that I lose a bucket load of sleep. And right now I am missing my Helix sleep mattress. Man, I wish I had the Helix Elite. Helix has harnessed years of extensive mattress expertise to bring their customers a truly elevated sleep experience. That Helix Elite collection includes six different mattress models, each tailored for specific sleep positions and firmness preferences. I've had my Helix sleep mattress for almost a decade at this point. It is fantastic. Again, I wish I were lying on it right now with my eyes closed. Helix has a sleep quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? I took the Helix quiz. I was matched with a firm but breathable mattress. You can have one made just for you as well. Helix's Labor Day sale is still going on. They are offering 20% off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for my listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Ben. Use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet. It's not going to last long. With Helix, better sleep starts right now. Go check them out right now. Again, helixsleep.com slash Ben. Use code HELIXPARTNER20 and get one of their best offers of the year. 20% off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for my listeners. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, not only do blinds enhance the aesthetic appeal of your home, they also offer practical benefits. By effectively blocking out harmful UV rays, they help protect your furniture and flooring from fading, ensuring your interiors retain their beauty for years to come. Their insulating properties help regulate the temperature inside your home, keeping it comfortable year-round while potentially reducing your energy bills. With over 40,000 five-star reviews, Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You can measure and install them yourself or have Blinds.com send local professionals to take care of the installation for you. There's no showroom, no retail markets, no matter how many, or installation is just one low cost. And if you don't have an eye for design, Blinds.com experts are always available to help choose the style and color right for you. Everything they sell is covered by their perfect fit and 100% satisfaction guarantee. With hundreds of styles and colors to choose from, Blinds.com is sure to have the perfect treatments for your windows. Shop Blinds.com's anniversary sale right now through March 13th for up to 50% off. Again, save up to 50% off for limited time at Blinds.com. And when you check out, don't forget to tell them you heard about them at The Ben Shapiro Show. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, so... Why exactly is Zelensky mirroring the priorities left? Because this is how you get the money. 
The way you get access to the cash is by mirroring the priorities of the left. And Joe Biden spelled out those priorities at the UN, by the way, even when he wasn't mumbling incoherently. So he spoke at the UN yesterday. And um, as you would predict, he sounded absolutely nonsensical. Here he was just babbling gobbledygook from his face hole. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. Let me be clear. Steve Carell from Bruce Almighty. What in the world is wrong with that guy? But when he wasn't speaking incoherently, I mean, at least, you know, physically incoherently, he was speaking incoherently about his values. What are the values that America most champions, according to Joe Biden? Those values are climate change and LGBTQIA minus divided by sign. Right. Here was Joe Biden stumping for LGBTQIA plus divided by minus sign. Right. In a room with a bunch of countries that do not believe anything remotely like what Joe Biden believes. We have to continue working to ensure that women and girls enjoy equal rights and equal participation in their societies. That indigenous groups, racial, ethnic, religious, minorities, people with disabilities do not have their potential stifled by systemic discrimination. That the LGBTQI plus people are not prosecuted or targeted with violence because of who they are. These rights are part of our shared humanity. They're absent, when they're absent anywhere, their loss is felt everywhere. Okay, so you wonder why Zelensky is appealing to Joe Biden's favorite priors? That's the reason, guys. That's the reason. And a, a standard has been set up. And if you fill the standard, you have access to the cash. And if you don't, you don't. You're tapped on the shoulder by the angel of leftism. And it gives you blanket immunity for pretty much anything, culturally, internationally. That's just the way that it works these days. By the way, how radical is this administration when it comes to climate change? Kamala Harris is now mirroring the most insane lessons of the climate change movement. She suggests that it's reasonable to not want to have kids because of climate change, which is totally wild. You know, I've heard young leaders talk with me about a, a term they've coined called climate anxiety. Period. Right? Which yeah, is fear yeah. of, of, of the future and the unknown, mm. of whether it makes sense for you to even think about having children, whether it makes sense for you to think about aspiring to buy a home, because yep. what will this climate be? This is how crazy these people are. And those are the priorities you're expected to mirror if you wish to be welcomed into polite company in the international meetings. Get to more on all of this momentarily. First, let's say that you are a captain of a small boat living in a small Massachusetts town. And uh, there are a couple shark attacks in the area. And you're called upon to go out there and, and to go and stop the shark. Well, before you head out on a boat that's too small with, you know, like a sheriff and a guy who studies oceanography, before you do those things, you should get life insurance. Because about the time the giant shark is chomping on your torso, You'd be thinking, should have listened to Shapiro, should have gotten life insurance, should have headed on over to Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies and find your lowest price. Let me tell you from personal experience, it is very satisfying to check life insurance off your list. Policy Genius can help you do that today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies starting just 292 bucks per year for $1 million in coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid those unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius's licensed agents works for you, not the insurance companies, which means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. No added fees. Your personal information remains private. Your loved ones deserve that financial safety net, and you deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head over to policygenius.com slash Shapiro or click the link 
in the description. See how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Shapiro. Okay, meanwhile, just speaking of the, the value system over at the UN, one other piece of the value system we should add is that if you do not mirror the left-wing prescriptions, they'll censor you. Just as we mentioned with Russell Brand, this is part of the goal. So Jacinda Ardern, who had to leave her job as the prime minister of New Zealand after basically turning it into a fascist island where everybody was forced into lockdown and then nobody got vaccinated, as it turns out, which, which turned out to be a really, really bad policy, and who pursued censorship with tremendous enthusiasm. Well, she was over at the UN bragging about how we need more censorship because free speech is a weapon of war. How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same, to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves, to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. I mean, this is crazy talk, what she's talking about, but it is part and parcel of what so many governments are now pushing for. And part of the necessary platform for the left is to censor all the voices they don't like, which presumably is why the UK is now about to pass the so-called online safety bill. It's ready to become law. According to the government of the UK, the online safety bill has now passed its final parliamentary debate. It is now ready to become law. What exactly does it do? Well, it takes a quote-unquote zero-tolerance approach to protecting children and makes sure social media platforms are held responsible for the content they host. If they do not act rapidly to prevent and remove illegal content and stop children seeing material that is harmful to them, such as bullying, they'll face significant fines that could reach billions of pounds. In some cases, their bosses may even face prison. So we're not talking here about creating algorithms that get rid of just illegal activity. It goes much further than this. This goes to things like bullying, which is pretty vaguely defined, or inappropriate content, pretty vaguely defined. And making social media platforms responsible for all that obviously puts them in danger of bankruptcy. It's setting standards for platforms like Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Technology Secretary Michelle Donilon said the bill was a, quote, game-changing piece of legislation. She said the UK will be the safest place in the world to be online. Well, why do I have a feeling that the government setting these standards is going to be very interested in what sort of material is now considered too disinformation laden to be allowed to cross your screen. Yeah, no one is in favor of quote unquote harmful social media content. The question is what constitutes harmful? Platforms have to show they are committed to removing illegal content, which again, I hear, but apparently they also want to extend this into the realm of, for example, hate speech which is really, really dangerous stuff. There's a reason why the, why the monopoly on informational dissemination has to be maintained. And that is, again, just another way to create a barrier to entry for anyone who disagrees with a generalized agenda. Well, all this is going to create a backlash. It's going to create a backlash internationally, and it's going to create a backlash right here in the United States. You wonder why Donald Trump is pulling so well. A lot of it is because if the agenda of the United States supposedly is climate change and transgender rights, that and censorship on the back of those two things, that's not something most Americans are for. If you want to make the Ukraine war a proxy for cultural issues, it will become a proxy for cultural issues. This is one of the reasons why Republican enthusiasm for the Ukrainian war 
and for backing Ukraine in that war has waned tremendously. The minute it became a partisan issue, the enthusiasm began to decline markedly. Representative Byron Donalds in Florida, he says, listen, on the House level, we are not interested in providing more funding for Ukraine at this point. What is your message to Zelensky when he comes to the Capitol on Thursday? He wants more money from Congress. He claims that it's, you know, he says it's very important to stopping the war in Ukraine. What message does it send that so many conservatives are opposed to more money for Ukraine? Uh, the first thing I'll tell you is there's no money in the House right now for Ukraine. There's just not, it's not there. Um, you mean like, there's no support for money? No. And to be blunt, we're running a $2 trillion deficit. Any money we give to Ukraine, we're borrowing from our future. That's the facts. Those are the truth. You can, anybody, you feel how you want to feel about it. I'm here to tell you what's right and what's real. Okay. He happens to be correct about the fact that we are spending a boatload of money. But more importantly, it seems as though the leadership class in this, in this country, particularly on the left, but I, I think overall, just doesn't have any connection to the things that people actually care about in the country. At the same time that they're driving the economy into a brick wall, they are simultaneously pursuing mass illegal immigration, for example. So on the one hand, you have the economy that is driving into a brick wall. According to the Wall Street Journal, the Fed is about to face $100 oil. An almost uninterrupted rise in oil prices has now pushed benchmark Brent crude close to 100 bucks a barrel, posing a new challenge for central banks in their battle against inflation. The rise of victory for Saudi Arabia, which sought to bolster prices to fund a planned transformation of its oil-dependent economy. Russia is another winner. The two countries sparked the rally early this year when they said they would restrict supplies until the end of the year. Now, what is exacerbating that? Obviously, the unfriendly attitude of this administration toward more drilling and refining. That obviously has been a major problem. Meanwhile, the administration continues to back unions like the UAW as the UAW puts the car industry in America on very, very tentative footing. As the Wall Street Journal points out, United Auto Workers strike is going on day five. President Sean Fain has rejected the latest offer from Stellantis of a 21% pay raise over four years. He keeps suggesting that corporate greed is the issue, yet it was telling this weekend when he refused to discuss the union's impact on future job creation. Asked on CBS's Face the Nation how he would make the case to Detroit automakers to invest in more expensive union shops rather than moving to right-to-work states, Fain ducked. He said that UAW worker pay shouldn't be compared to how pitiful Tesla pays their workers and other companies pay those workers. He added, most of these workers and those companies are scraping to get by. So greedy CEOs and greedy people like Elon Musk can build more rocket ships and shoot herself into outer space. Mr. Fain can criticize Musk all he wants, says the Wall Street Journal, but Tesla is the chief competitor to the Detroit automakers in the government-mandated electric vehicle race. According to the SEC, the median worker at Tesla earned 34 grand last year in total compensation compared to 80 grand at GM and 75 grand at Ford. Stellantis said its average worker is earning 68 grand. These internal calculations include non-production level workers as well as employees located in other countries. Yet the U.S. accounts for a larger share of Tesla's workforce than it does for Ford or Stellantis. A large reason for the pay disparity, Detroit's higher retirement costs. So again, the unions negotiated incredibly lucrative contracts and it's killed a lot of jobs in Detroit. So what is the Biden administration doing about all this? They're backing the unions again. So Randy Weingarten, who is another union head, who has a radically disgusting hand-in-glove relationship with the Biden administration, it was she who was standing four square behind school closures for two years for no reason. She's been backing the UAW strike. Look at what's happening in both the... Um, 
the entertainment industry, and look what's happening in the auto industry, look at what's happening in terms of AI. Every industrial revolution, sorry, I'm a social studies teacher, every industrial revolution that has happened not only in the country but the world, there are winners and there are losers. And the workers always seem to be the losers in every one of these transitions. So I would actually root for the people in America to have a better life, to have this new industrial policy. Look what has happened. Manufacturing is coming back to America. Made in America is now a thing. So let's actually invest in the workers who have actually made these companies more profitable. Okay, they've not made these companies more profitable. Union contracts make the companies less profitable. The only thing that made the companies more profitable over the last couple of years was massive supply chain defects. I mean, which is why the prices are coming down and why in the end, the Biden push for electric vehicles is going to make these companies far less profitable. So how is the Biden administration responding to all of this, to a, an ongoing strike in one of America's chief industries? Well, they're sticking their DOJ on Elon Musk. So if they if they can't make a deal between the UAW and the big three, instead, they're going to go after Tesla, the competitors of the UAW at this point. According to the Wall Street Journal, federal prosecutors are scrutinizing personal benefits Tesla may have provided Elon Musk since 2017 as part of a criminal investigation examining issues, including a proposed house for the chief executive. Now, if you think this has nothing to do with Elon Musk's politics and nothing to do with the fact that Tesla is the chief competitor to the Detroit Three, you got another thing coming. Of course, it's political. Of course, it's political. The reason the DOJ is going after Elon Musk on this, the reason they went after him on SpaceX, remember, they, they're right now, the Civil Rights Division is suing Elon Musk for not hiring enough refugees over at SpaceX, despite the fact that, as Musk says, you have to have security requirements fulfilled in order to work at SpaceX because a federal contractor with access to classified material. The reason they're coming after Musk is eminently political. He violates the rules. Cross them, and this is what you face down. Meanwhile, the same administration that is pressing forward with a, with a stagnating economy, with inflation, that's prioritizing climate change, that's prioritizing LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign issues over the baseline kitchen table issues of everyday Americans. Meanwhile, they're facilitating illegal immigration at record levels. We'll get to that momentarily. First, are you a few decades or years out of school and wondering, what the heck did I even learn? What, what exactly was the point? Well, you might think to yourself, I don't have the time to learn something new. Well, that's not true. You're not alone. It's not too late. Since 1844, Hillsdale College has been providing education in faith, freedom, and character. They've taken some of the core classes they teach on campus and made them available for free online for anyone who wants to learn. That is correct. Absolutely free. There are 39 free courses to choose from, ranging from the U.S. Constitution and the Book of Genesis to free market economics. They're easy to follow. They're self-paced. You can start whenever you want. In fact, you can start right now. It's everything you need all in one place. No long-term commitment. Let Hillsdale College be your guide. Learn when and where you want. Head on over to hillsdale.edu slash Shapiro to enroll. There's no cost. It is very easy to get started. Again, that's hillsdale.edu slash Shapiro to enroll. Hillsdale.edu slash Shapiro. Hillsdale College has been a premier educational institution in this country, a reliable voice for traditional viewpoints and classics for literally decades. I mean, I remember subscribing to Hillsdale's Imprimis back when I was, you know, a teenager. Hillsdale.edu slash Shapiro to enroll today. Also, did you hold out on joining Jeremy's Razors? Well, now is your chance to enter the woke-free economy with the Precision 5 trial set. One weighted handle, one Precision 5 razor with flip-back trimmer, one low price. There's never been a better time to stop giving your cash to woke corporations that hate your guts. Go to jeremysrazors.com. Make that switch today. Okay, meanwhile, as the elites in our country decide that the big issues you care about are things like climate change, they're just allowing illegal immigrants to flow unimpeded into the country. According to Griff Jenkins, a national correspondent for Fox News, 
In the past four days, Friday through Monday, total migrant encounters at the southwestern border exceeded 35,000 at an average of nearly 9,000 per day, according to the Border Patrol. The exact count is 35,573 encounters, nearly 9,000 daily average. That does not include known gotaways. Those are huge numbers, obviously. And as it turns out, the illegal immigration problem is becoming a permanent feature of American life. According to a fascinating report by Spencer Lindquist uh, over at the Daily Wire, there's a community called Colony Ridge in Texas. And apparently it has become basically a giant settlement spot for illegal immigrants. Spencer tweeted, have you heard about America's largest illegal immigrant settlement that's said to be a hub of cartel activity? I visited Colony Ridge for Daily Wire to learn about a development that's home to 40,000 to 75,000 people and is in the midst of a rapid expansion. Here is what I found. You can see this uh, giant grid, houses being built, and all the rest. Well, according to Spencer, a Texas land developer has established a sprawling settlement north of Houston where thousands of illegal immigrants are believed to have settled, raising concerns among experts and elected officials that the development 400 miles in the interior of the United States could become a strategic asset for the cartels. Apparently, it sprawls across nearly 60 square miles, about the size of Washington, D.C. It's 40 miles outside Houston. Much of Colony Ridge is a third world shanty town where foreign flags outnumber American ones. How do we know that's a hotbed for illegal aliens? And he says, uh, let me show you. And here he is uh, driving through town. Got half-built houses with people living in them. People living in tents and trailers. Located in Liberty County, Texas, near the small town of Plum Grove, the Colony Ridge Development is a sprawling community that based on an analysis of publicly available information is growing. It's estimated to be anywhere between 50,000 to 75,000 people. Why? Because of a plan targeted at Texas' Hispanic population. The Daily Wire surveyed the development by helicopter to assess the true extent of its growth. Houses on the ground fly the flags of foreign countries. Many homes display their addresses on spray-painted pieces of plywood. Many structures, many of which are not hooked up to running water, were under construction. Others were unfinished, but didn't appear to be actively getting worked on. At least one plot of land didn't have any structures at all, just a tent in the corner nestled between the shrubs. Despite what appeared to be poor living conditions throughout much of the development, Colony Ridge is exploding. The view from the sky revealed a sprawling labyrinth of roundabouts and endless rows of sidewalkless streets with empty plots waiting to be developed. Apparently, according to Daily Wire, Colony Ridge, owned and operated by a developer, named William Trey Harris is rapidly expanding, at least in part due to a financing arrangement that makes it possible for illegal aliens to buy land deep in the heart of Texas. While traditional financing methods require credit ratings and proof of income, Todd Benzman, a national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies, told the Daily Wire that buyers at Colony Ridge are able to circumvent the usual requirements, even dodging the need to provide a social security number. Benzman said because of the traditional bank loan, you have to show you have a credit rating and proof of income. He says that now loans are being created where all you need is a few hundred dollars down as a down payment. The loan is directly from the developer bypassing traditional mortgages. The buyer might pay high interest rates near 15%, but that's a great deal for somebody who has no other option to buy land at all. They encourage potential buyers to reach out via WhatsApp. The plots of land come with nothing on them at an affordable price. The current offer is two adjacent plots of land for 65 grand. Ben's been told the Daily Wire, Colin Ridge is in the midst of maybe its greatest boom ever. So, again, we are just creating, apparently, massive cities filled with illegal immigrants, thanks to Joe Biden. So things are going spectacularly. Now, 
All Republicans have to do right here is pick up the chips, right? All the chips are on the table. That's all Republicans have to do. Avoid doing stupid stuff. That's pretty much it. Unfortunately, as we've been talking about a lot lately, the Republicans have an unfortunate habit of jumping with both feet onto every rake in sight. So now, apparently, the GOP is headed directly for a government shutdown. Matt Gates is saying openly he wants some sort of government shutdown. We can't blame Joe Biden and the Democrats for why the Republican-controlled House of Representatives hasn't passed single-subject spending bills. That's our fault. So, so we have to deal with that. We will likely have to endure some degree of a shutdown. Okay, um, or alternatively, you have to deal with the reality on the ground, which is a Democratic Senate and, you know, a Democrat as the president of the United States. According to Politico, House GOP hardliners blocked debate on their own party's defense spending bill on Tuesday, making Pentagon funding the latest casualty of a civil war between McCarthy and his conservative critics. Republican rebels blocked the annual defense appropriations bill in a procedural vote, delivering a stunning loss to McCarthy and Hawks, who'd sought to break an impasse over federal spending that forced leaders to yank the legislation last week. Many conservatives withheld their vote on the Pentagon bill to force Republican leaders to take a harder line on a stopgap in order to keep the lights on. Ultimately, the procedural vote failed on the $826 billion defense spending bill, known as a rule, and it failed in a 212 to 214 vote on Tuesday. Five Republicans defected on the procedural vote, which almost always falls along party lines. Just phenomenal. Defense hawks decried conservatives led chiefly by the House of Freedom Caucus who have blocked military funding for the past week. And again, what is, I don't even see what exactly is the ask at this point. What exactly is it that you are asking for? It makes it makes very little sense at all. When you're getting made fun of by John Fetterman, you're doing things wrong. Here is John Fetterman, who I, I will say John Fetterman, he's been appearing on TV lately uh, with a mustache. So the beard is gone. Remember, he had the Lincoln beard. Now he looks like an old timey Western bartender who was once kicked in the head by a horse. Here he is with uh, Chris with Chris Hayes jabbering nonsensically. The House today looks like it's falling apart. You've already got 17 no votes in that House Republican caucus saying we're not passing anything. What what do you think's happening here? Yeah, you know, like I, I truly I was I was very proud of my colleagues, you know, because they're really about governance. That's what it is. And on the other, the, the House, the, the whatever they call themselves, Team America or whatever they call themselves. <laughs> I just like hey, I just like bring your vote. You know, otherwise, you know, they need to go hump a different leg. Go hump a different leg, says John Fetterman. So, yeah, I mean, that guy is not fully functional. And we're now we're setting up actual Senate rules to accommodate the fact that he wants to wear gym shorts, even though I'm not sure that he has ever worked out in his life by, by, by the look of him. But doesn't matter. When John Fetterman is making fun of you and succeeding, that's not exactly a win for Republicans. Okay, meanwhile, again, there are tons of things for Republicans to talk about in this election cycle, ranging from Joe Biden's incompetence to his corruption. All that stuff is on the table to talk about. So what are Republicans talking about? Well, whatever is the latest revelation in the Donald Trump cases, of course. And again, that's not up to Trump now because he ceded that ground when he took activities, particularly with regard to classified documents that put him directly in the crosshairs. If you are a person who has the biggest target in human history on your back, which is probably the case with Donald Trump in terms of media hating you, why would you put yourself squarely in the cross? Why would you make that target gigantic? We're now learning, according to particular sources, that one of Donald Trump's aides, a, uh, a woman named Molly Michael, she apparently has told authorities that Donald Trump attempted to obstruct justice or suborn perjury. According to ABC News, sources said Michael told federal investigators that last year she grew increasingly concerned without Trump handled recurring requests from the National Archives for the return of all government documents being kept in boxes at Mar-a-Lago. She felt Trump's claims about it at the time would be easy to disprove, according to the sources. 
Sources said that after Trump heard the FBI wanted to interview Michael last year, he said, quote, you don't know anything about the boxes. It's unclear what exactly he meant by that, but this is leading a lot of people to suggest that he knew that she knew about the boxes and therefore the, he was basically telling her to fib to the FBI. Again, none of this stuff is particularly good for Donald Trump. It just isn't. On the other hand, it is amazing how the DOJ continues to show its corrupt hand. So as many of you know, there's been a large controversy surrounding Ray Epps. Ray Epps has been targeted by people, including Tucker Carlson. He was a participant in the January 6th riots. There's tape of him telling people to go into the Capitol building. There's tape of him the night before telling people to head over and invade the Capitol building and all the rest of this. And then he was never charged. And because he was never charged, the suspicion was on the part of a lot of people on the right that he must have been some sort of government plant. Well, now apparently the DOJ is charging him, but they are charging him with one misdemeanor count of disorderly or disruptive conduct on restricted grounds. Now, a lot of people on the right are going to say, why does he get charged with pretty much nothing when there are other people who did not all that much on January 6th, like wandered around the building and spent months or years in jail? Why, why is that? Well, he's going to claim, law enforcement's going to claim it's because he cooperated, that when he saw his name on TV, he called up law enforcement. Apparently, he's going to plead guilty to the charge. But slap on the wrist charges post facto don't look much like justice to the vast majority of people who watch this stuff play out. Meanwhile, over in Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, who's the governor of Pennsylvania, is promoting Pennsylvania's brand new program for automatic voter voter registration. It's pretty much like California's motor voter law. There are apparently half a dozen states or a dozen states that already have this on the books. That you're automatically registered to vote when you get a driver's license. Here's Josh Shapiro championing this in Pennsylvania. I am proud to announce that for the first time ever, Pennsylvania is an automatic voter registration state. That's right. From now on, when you get or renew your driver's license or an ID card at the DMV, you'll be registered to vote unless you choose not to. I made a commitment when I was campaigning for this office that we would bring automatic voter registration in Pennsylvania and break down the barriers for legal eligible voters. This is a key step to make our elections more secure, adding important levels of verification to the voter registration process. And by expanding voter registration at our DMVs, we'll save taxpayers time and money, reduce the number of costly paper registrations. So I'm wondering how it actually adds voter security to have people simultaneously register to vote automatically. But okay, let's assume that's all the case. This, this makes Pennsylvania the 24th state to actually roll out this sort of automatic voter registration process. Now, I understand why there are a lot of people on the right who are very exercised over this. A lot of people think that you know this paves the way for, for example, ballot harvesting. And they're not wrong. And the fact is that according to realclearpennsylvania.com, Athen Kutsiorombis writing, America's ballot harvesting capitals in suburban Philly. He says, prior to the pandemic, Pennsylvania had passed an election reform law enabling mail-in voting. Unlike in-person voting, which requires no voter ID, Pennsylvania's mail-in ballot process requires the applicant to provide ID, either a driver's license or a social security number. County boards of elections are required to verify the information or a ballot can't be cast. Pennsylvania's mail-in voting has more fail-safes than traditional in-person voting. For fraud to occur with mail-in balloting at a scale that can affect a statewide election, it has to happen in two points. Harvesters illegally obtaining lists of driver's licenses or social security numbers to complete applications and then cast ballots without voters' knowledge or Board of Elections workers conspiring to invalidate applications. So is there a lot of ballot harvesting? Well, yeah, there's tons of ballot harvesting in Pennsylvania's suburbs. So is that going to be exacerbated by ballots? Sure. I mean, the more eligible voters there are, the more you're going to have people who are basically paid by the parties to go pick up the votes. But Republicans have a couple of choices here. One, 
They can whine about it. They can complain about it. Two, they could just go out and make sure that every Republican is registered to vote. They could ballot harvest themselves. And one of the things I cannot stand is when Republicans complain about the the playing rules with no plan to change them while simultaneously ignoring, you know, actually being able to win with these rules. The reality is that in Florida, a lot of these rules already obtained. And guess what? Florida is a big Republican state. I mean, the fact is that if you look at a list of the states that have automatic voter registration, that list is not all left-wing states. Some of the states that already have automatic voter registration, those include, for example, West Virginia, Michigan. They, they include the state of Georgia. There are a lot of states that don't have all those things, but there are some of those states that already do. Is it the end of the world in those states? No, here's the answer, win. The answer is win. You can make excuses or you can go out and you can win. And it seems to me that Republicans need to stop making excuses and go out and do whatever they can to do, do in order to win these elections. By the way, they are doing some of the right things in Pennsylvania. I am impressed with the fact that Doug Mastriano, who is apparently considering a, a senatorial run against Dave McCormick in Pennsylvania, has decided not to do so. He has instead endorsed McCormick in his potential Senate run. McCormick was an excellent candidate who probably should have been the nominee last time against John Fetterman. He probably would run stronger than Mehmet Oz. So him running again, I think is a, is a very good move. Okay, time for a quick thing that I like and then a thing that I hate. So things that I like today. You gotta give credit where credit is due. The ladies of the view occasionally are correct. And apparently they're now saying that it's dumb for the Senate to change its dress code just because John Fetterman likes to wear gym shorts. Wow, good for them. You know, really congratulations on saying something occasionally right. And when constituents came in, they would even dress up. They'd be like, this are, these are chambers yeah. that Abraham Lincoln walked in. John McCain, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson. Mm -hmm. There's a hallowed sort of ground to it, even if at times our current representatives tend to deface it a bit. I, too, walked all of those halls. Mm -hmm. And I, I walked into the Supreme Court building. And, and I walked into federal courtrooms all the time. And you don't wear jeans and you don't wear hoodies and you don't wear what you would wear coming out of the gym. And oh, it's like the okay. very least that you can do is just dress appropriately. Well, I mean, good for them. Wow. And there's a shock. I did not, I will admit, I did not see that one coming. Okay, time for a quick thing that I hate. So, as you may notice, I'm here in Israel. You can see the backdrop of Jerusalem behind me. There's a new poll out from APNRC, and it finds that while Americans generally view Israel as a U.S. partner or ally, many question whether the two countries share the same interests and values. So first of all, no two countries share identical interests. Let's just be real about this. The U.K. does not share identical interests with the United States. Neither does France, neither does Germany. Countries have their own interests. That's just the reality. However, the notion that there is no crossover between Israel and the United States in terms of values is obviously untrue. Israel is, in fact, a multi-religious democracy. It is a Jewish state but it has a sizable Arab minority, Muslim minority. Many Christians live here. It's a partisan breakdown question. And the reason it's a partisan breakdown question has less to do with Israel and more to do with the left's view of what American values are. So according to this poll, about four in 10 Americans said Israel is a partner the U.S. should cooperate with, but doesn't share the U.S.'s interests and values. Those results reveal a partisan split. More than half of Democrats said Israel is a partner that does not share American values and interests, but should be cooperated with compared with 32% of Americans of Republicans who said the same because it turns out that Republicans overall believe that Israel does share values with the United States. Why? Because Israel's values generally include things like patriotism and Judeo-Christian value in the Judeo part of Judeo-Christian, Judaic values, like religious values, some sort of communal 
value to religion, right? These are things the left forcibly dislikes. And so when they look at a country like Israel, they don't like that very much. They don't like that Israel is a nationalistic country, despite the fact that America has historically been a very nationalistic and patriotic country. The fact that this is a partisan breakdown, it's pretty clear what's happening here and has less to do with the redefinition of Israel and much more to do with the redefinition of America along hard left lines. Joe Biden, for his part here, has, has really helped to fracture relations between the state of Israel and the United States. That's because he has been effectively intervening in Israeli politics, in domestic politics, in a way that that is rather unprecedented. I mean, Israel, as far as I'm aware, has never really sounded off on, for example, how the Supreme Court adjudicates Roe versus Wade. But that's basically what Joe Biden has done with regard to judicial reform in the state of Israel. And that's because he believes, I suppose, that he can get an ally on the left to be the prime minister of Israel if he pushes hard enough. But, um, you know, again, I said, I'll say it again. It, that, that is much more a reflection, this poll, of how the left thinks about America and American values than it is a reflection of, of Israel changing in any significant way. All right, guys, the rest of the show continues right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll jump into the mailbag. If you're not a member, become a member. Use Coach Shapiro at checkout. Get two months free on online no plans. Click the link in the description and join us. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. <laughs> 